Welcome everyone and thank you for watching the orientation. As always, it's our goal to empower you to stand up in truth and to constantly speak up about your rights and freedoms. The orientation, as well as tonight's Empower Hour, will be available for you to rewatch on our website. At the top of the hour, I'll be introducing you to Tanya Gaw, the founder of Action for Canada. She's going to be sharing some updates with us, and then she'll be joined by Quest Fewitt, Genevieve Coulomb, and Dr. Greg Gary. Action for Canada has many incredible meetings and resources on offer, and I'd like to showcase some of them for you right now. First of all, we'd like to remind you to join an Action for Canada chapter near you in order to connect with others in your community who will support you as you stand up for your rights and freedoms. Please be sure to join us every Tuesday for Taboo Talks with Tanya, where she'll be tackling the tricky topics. This Zoom meeting happens every Tuesday at 4.30 p.m. Pacific Time, and everyone is welcome, so be sure to register for that. A reminder to everyone between the ages of 12 and 19 that the final session of the eight-week youth leadership and speaker program is this Friday at 4 p.m. on Zoom. As well, be sure to check out the Youth Freedom Movement page on our website for videos and updates. Action for Canada also offers a place for anyone needing prayer to reach out with your specific prayer requests. Please be assured that all requests will remain in strict confidence. Each morning during the month of May, we have a daily time of prayer on Zoom. Some of the specific points of prayer are revival in our land, asking for godly leaders to govern our nation, for pastors and churches to take a biblical stand, for all leaders and volunteers involved in Action for Canada, for our youth, that they'll be empowered to stand strong and make an impact that God will meet Action for Canada's financial needs, as well as many other requests and items of praise and worship to God, our Heavenly Father. The prayer time is at 7 a.m. Pacific time, so be sure to join us whenever and as often as you can. On behalf of everyone here at Action for Canada, I want to thank all of you who are lifting us up in prayer each day. We are so grateful for your commitment, your love, your intercessions, and your faithfulness. Thank you for blessing us in this way. We also want to thank you for your financial contributions to Action for Canada. We are volunteer-run and 100% supported by your donations. Any amount helps, and we also have a monthly donor plan available, should you be interested in that. We appreciate you partnering with us as we bring resources, solutions, and hope to our nation. I want to give a huge shout out to all the incredible people who make this show possible, Tanya, Ray, Jenny, Sheila, and Terenzio, as well as to all the chapter leaders and volunteers at Action for Canada. Thank you all. And now it's time for the Empower Hour. If you're just joining us, hello, hello, welcome to the May 18th, 2022 Empower Hour. We have an exciting show for you today, and we're going to be focusing on our youth. Action for Canada's founder, Tanya Gaw, will be coming on in just a few moments to share her updates with us, and she'll be joined by Quest Fewitt, Genevieve Coulomb, and Dr. Greg Gary. 
Action for Canada is a grassroots movement reaching out to millions of Canadians and uniting our voices in opposition to the destructive policies tearing at the fabric of our nation. Through call to action campaigns, we equip citizens to take action. We are committed to protecting faith, family and freedom. I'm very pleased to introduce you to Tanya Gaw, the founder of Action for Canada. I first met Tanya over a year and a half ago, and one of the things I noticed about her right from the start is her love of people, but most especially her concern for the elderly and for our young people and how they've been ignored and mistreated during the so-called pandemic. Tanya is a freedom fighter and a patriot, but most importantly, she's an advocate and a voice for those who are unable to speak up for themselves. We've watched her month after month as she empowers Canadians from shore to shore to take a stand for truth and freedom. And she believes 100% in the strength, passion, and influence of our young people as Action for Canada provides opportunities for them to speak out. Tanya, it's always so good to see you. Hi, Heather. Hello, everybody. Thank you, Heather. Boy, I'm going to start off. Have you ever had one of those days? <laughs> it's been one of those days, but I am so looking forward to tonight. We have Quest and Genevieve on with us and Dr. Greg Gary, and we're going to talk our boot, uh, about our youth and the freedom movement that uh, Action for Canada is supporting across Canada. And we've just finished one of our, um, well, not finished, actually, it's as of this uh, Friday, it will be the eighth week of the first Youth Freedom Movement Leadership uh, Program that Action for Canada has commenced with Dr. Greg Gary. So we're very excited about the results and the outcome. I'm hoping that you are taking the time to watch the videos that we've posted on the page. There will be more coming in the uh, next week to 10 days. Uh, we'll be uploading and giving the kids an opportunity to have their voice heard. And I just think it's such an amazing thing. We have churches reaching out, offering to provide some spaces. And so we're gonna continue to do that as well. And I think that in a very short period of time, uh, you know, this is something that will not only just affect the here and now, this is our future we're talking about. Our youth are our future. And the left knows that, the crazy that the UN and the WEF know that. Uh, so we as a society have to start making it a priority. So I'm going to get down to a little bit of business first, as I always do. Uh, Trenzu, I'm just going to share my screen. All right, here we go. There we go. Thank you, Terenzio. You're I heard welcome. that music come in. All right. <laughs> okay. So because the youth freedom movement is growing, we wanted to make sure that uh, we will be doing this again. Uh, we'll let you know when we're going to have registration open. But under join, we now have the ability for the um, for individuals to sign up for the youth program. Of course, um, we're probably... It's been interesting. We said we were going to go from 12 to 19 years old, but we've had nine years old, nine year olds on the program and, and they've just been a complete surprise to us as to how much they knew, how articulate they were. So we'll be making a few decisions regarding age. And then, of course, parents, we're going to need you to register your youth and uh, we're, we're going to proceed and do this again. So I just wanted to bring to your attention that we now have that available under join. All right. Next, uh, last week, I'd sent out an urgent call to action on behalf of this family. Laura Lynn ended up doing an interview with them. And as soon as I get it, I will add it to the page. 
and uh, Reverend Majed was on with them as well. And when I had put it out last week, I had made an error because I had put Sean Fraser, he's also an MP. So I had put his constituent email address in here rather than the Minister of um, Immigration. So if you haven't already written him a letter, please do so to hear their testimony yesterday. Uh, this is Morafat, the mom. This picture's a, a little bit older because the son is 19, I believe 15. And if you just hear these kids, right, they fled Nigeria because they had converted from Christianity from um, Islam, sorry, um, uh, Islam to Christianity. And Morafat had become a Christian when she was actually 18 years old. But life was getting pretty hard for her. So she fled to Canada seeking asylum. And the government has continually denied her uh, asylum. And uh, this is a beautiful Christian lady who went into hiding for two years in Canada as well, trying to uh, maintain the reason uh, it's a little bit upsetting for me to talk to this, uh, but it's nothing for me compared to this family, but I'm just appealing to you. I'm going to go into the page actually for a moment. So they came to Canada seeking asylum. They've been denied. Uh, they were called to be deported almost two years ago. So they went into hiding in Canada for two years. Then in November, they were permitted to go back into their community while a humanitarian application and a pre-removal risk assessment was being done. And they had, uh, Reverend Majed had submitted 1,500 pages of evidence and the officer either didn't even bother to read it or just again denied them asylum. And so they are due to be deported, I believe, in June, back to definitely certain death for uh, the mom. The son will probably be, you know, recruited into uh, the groups that his uh, grandfather is associated with. And it's a very dangerous situation. Meanwhile, we literally have terrorists walking free in Canada. It just doesn't make sense. And so I've clearly said in this that this is not just about this family battling to have asylum. There is something much bigger and greater going on. And we know Trudeau's uh, close ties with the Islamic community. And so maybe they're having a word in his ear. I don't know what, but this family needs to stay in this country. So please, I'm asking you, write to Sean Fraser. Um, I'm disgusted by this. It is so unjust. We are that beacon of hope for people who are uh, facing persecution. And so please take your time, take the time to, to write them. And there's about $15,000 or so that needs to be raised. And if you could just go directly to One Free World um, and make a, a donation, we can all do this together and help them out, help them fight this fight. All right. Now, I love going along and making sure that if you're new, you know how to navigate our website. So under call to action, if you go to weekly emails, you will find this page where whatever we post every week, including in power hours is listed here. So this has been a big week and I've been working on this subject for the past six years, but the majority of Canadians were not ready to hear about it because we've all been so conditioned and brainwashed into believing we should be promoting and supporting these social agendas. Meanwhile, our kids are absolutely bearing the brunt of this and their little minds and hearts are being impacted greatly. For many of them, it will have um, impacted their lives for, for the rest of their lives, depending on the decisions that they're making. Um, Quest is on the show. I love it when we had him on last 
the last time that was several weeks ago. And I was listening to his video yesterday. We put it on a special link on Rumble. Just I've also been adding them into the emails. And the thing is, is when you listen to Quest's testimony, I'll just scroll down. So the weekly action, here he is right here. And you can hear he's now 20 years old. He's taken two years of university classes, never touched foot on a university. He's been denied all of the access and the hopes and the dreams and, you know, the opportunities to get a career and move forward at the pace and rate that we would have been privileged to do that in the past. But those days right now, those days are gone. And but what compelled me the most about what Quest had said is he talked about being indoctrinated throughout the school system from elementary school through high school with these social agendas, especially the trans LGBTQ agenda. And so I just ask that you really pay close attention to the emails that I'm sending out and the details. I try to make it about a maybe 10 or 12 minute read. But if you want to dive in, if you need evidence or proof to support what is, is I'm saying, then you can easily just read on, click on a number of things. Um, I'm going to be sending this out next week again with another call to action. I'm hoping to be able to craft a letter that you can send to the school board trustees, uh, ministers of education, the information that is coming out um, and being made available to us right now on the books that are accessible to minors in the school systems, in our public libraries, they are downright pornographic and so sexually explicit, it made me sick to um, even have to do the research and go through this. But a wonderful gentleman by the name of Pierre and his wife, they've got four children, they've been doing research and they've made some of that available. He's done a whole lot of work. We're gonna be working together more, I hope, because he's got it down by province. So anytime a teacher that is trans or LGBTQ or something posts something and you see it and you feel it's inappropriate, we're asking you to screen share that. We're asking you to save that information. These people have no business influencing the hearts and minds of our kids, and they need to be removed from the classroom. These books are disgusting and they need to be removed. And I've said, parents, we cannot ignore this message. Parents and caregivers, all right? Our children and youth are being subjected to twisted ideologies, using social justice as a means to indoctrinate and groom them. And we are at war for the hearts and minds of our kids. And I'm very serious about this. I'm really calling out everyone to get involved. I did a show on Tuesdays. I went into this and I covered it in more detail. And I will not be bringing up any of this information tonight on the Empower Hour. Um, but I'm asking you to do your due diligence and research this and then get into the schools and start auditing what they have available for the kids. This fella here. First time I'd uh, been introduced to him, Mark Dice, he does an amazing breakdown of how we got to this point. So, okay, I want to get to the show and um, I'm going to be bringing up this uh, screen when Dr. Greg comes on. I'm excited about showing some of the videos and um, what the kids have done for speeches. They're unique to each one of them. They created these on their own, and I just think this is an amazing program, and I want more kids involved. All right, Heather, would you come on, please, and introduce Quest? Thank you always, Tanya, for your updates. Now, Proverbs 22, 6 says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. This is such a precious Bible verse, and it's our hope 
and prayer that God will use us to bless the youth in our country. And now I am so pleased to be able to introduce our next guest, Quest Fewett. Many of you have already heard Quest when he spoke with Tanya on the April 20th Empower Hour. On that show, he was able to outline some of the issues and concerns of his generation concerning the unlawful lockdowns and mandates that began over two years ago when he was still in high school. Quest is an adult now, but he grew up in a school system that has been deliberately targeting, conditioning, and indoctrinating our youth to become the agents of change in the United Nations agenda. However, Quest is one of the outstanding young people who has challenged the status quo and has engaged his critical thinking skills in order to look at all sides of the debate, not just what is being taught as politically correct. Quest, we are so happy to have you on the show once again. Welcome. It's hap I'm happy to be on again. Um, and it's always it's always nice speaking with uh, like-minded individuals. Hey, Quest. Yeah, good to have you back again. Like I say, I was watching your video yesterday, and you are so well-spoken, and I, I referred to you as a future leader. And I didn't say that lightly. I actually, I really mean it from my heart. And you give me hope for the next generation, you know, that is is going to need to lead as well and be working our way out of this. And as well, being able to give testimony to the next generation, what we will not permit to uh, creep into Canada again. Uh, this has been coming for decades. They didn't just do this in, in the seven years Trudeau has been in office. He's had lots of help from past leaders to get here. And so we're going to have to have some really good, strong leadership moving forward to make sure that this country is well and protected. Um, can I just hand the floor over to you right now? Have you prepared something that you'd like to say? Um, I prepared some things. Yes, I, uh, I right. was unclear exactly what I was should be talking about. But I think definitely the important thing to realize is, yeah, like you said, this has been set up for the last 50 years, maybe 70 years. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's not a light thing. And uh, recently, I've being brought to my attention, oh, I forget who's the author of this book, but it was something uh, controlling speech, controlling minds. And really, one of the most innocuous ways that they've been controlling the narrative is by controlling what language we use and controlling the association which we have. So um, I'm not the first one to say this, but what they love doing is they love redefining words as it fits them. So a common example of this was, uh, or the one that I experienced was about racism. Uh, racism to me means, you know, discriminating against someone based on their skin color. But I was told repeatedly by young activists my age that like, you can't be racist to white people because racism requires blank. Um, so the fact that they just switch definitions on you to try to win arguments is very funny. And they always try to control the narrative by just simply controlling framing, like how everything is framed. So uh, the education system that I grew up in, whenever they were reading left-wing arguments, they would always put it as like, oh, yes, the left-wing socialists they're just trying to fight for social justice. These progressives just want everyone to be respected. They just want everyone to feel safe. And then bringing up like right-wing arguments, they'd be like, and right-wingers think that everyone should suffer because of their consequences and that 
everyone, you know, and that they come from a place of hate and that right wingers are inherently, you know, mean and immoral. And, um, and then after you have these messages, then the students just start to self-regulate and they start to be like, yeah, you know what? Being right wing is bad. Being left wing is good. And one of the things that they did with truckers that they do all the time in the teacher's lessons plans is they go, the truckers, uh, the Canadian truckers organization is home to a lot of, you know, like racists, neo-Nazis, fascists, and the counter protesters are just a lot of young, you know, well-meaning youth activists. And they always just try to frame things to try to make their side look better. And uh, the other side look very bad. And uh, yeah, just redefining what everything the right does is bullying and everything the left does is just speech. Right. And, you know, you're actually you're nailing it pretty well there. And so I, I really believe that the government is underestimating our youth and that once this youth freedom movement catches on, um, it's going to go nationwide and we're working with youth across Canada. I'm very excited about this because once youth as well find out that the government, I had mentioned this last time, they think they're so naive, they're so controllable, that they're just going to go along with all of this naturally, uh, because it's been they're being indoctrinated. But I think that once they get a glimmer of what it is that the government is actually doing, I believe we can undo this with the right language, probably more quickly than than um, we expect, but it has to be that right messaging. And that's part of the concern too, right? Because I, I believe the last time you were on, you're in the same family, you have a, a brother that has been convinced by the other side that, you know, uh, the whole COVID pandemic is an actual thing. And probably maybe even some of the social justice that he's learned in school. Is he an older brother or a younger brother? Yeah, that's, uh, that's my older brother. Your older brother. Okay, so if we were to, you know, take a look at this, do you have any suggestions what we could do moving forward to trigger the uh, an opposite effect in kids, like for them to realize that the government thinks like, in a sense that you, you know, are so controllable, and maybe that you're so dumb, that you're just going to follow along and not think about really what it is that you're being asked to do, like wearing a mask, and, and your whole identity, you know, is being taken away from you. And I think if they could realize how gullible they are in this, they would be pretty quick to take them off. We want to tap into that rebellion, I said. (laughs) Um, Well, see, my problem with that, like, youth are dumb statement is that, like, that's everyone. Like, Mm -hmm. everyone's easily manipulatable and everyone can easily fall to propaganda. As for sparking rebellion... This will sound like a little bit of a lame answer, but I actually think it's just a waiting game. Mm. Um, because, you know, like we believe these truths to be self-evident statement, like their lifestyle is unhealthy. I'm not sure. Ah, I forgot to send the, I forgot to send Terenzio the, my sources, but like, uh, I'm not sure if people have heard, but like 50 over 50% of young liberals have like a mental disorder. Mm -hmm. Um, All all of their lifestyle choices, like the incredible uh, narcissism and like self-absolvement and um, 
virtue signaling and wokeness makes people incredibly unhappy and leads to unfortunate um, side effects like, you know, suicide and uh, substance abuse. Like these people aren't leading healthy lives. Mm -hmm. And I think it is self-evident that what they're doing is wrong and that what we're doing is right. The only way that right now that the other side has power is because, you know, social media platforms and just the media in general, the legacy media, CBC, CNN, whatnot, is constantly reinforcing their messages. But if we just stand out and show them the alternative, like, I would argue that just by existing, we're proving them wrong, just like just by being way healthier than the left or the wokies, whatever you want to call them, is the way forward, because our way of life is just self-evidently better. I agree. You know, I, I love I love what you're saying, because I had written a note down here and I've thought about it frequently is that they've created a, a generation of victimization. Right. That um, my, my mom and dad used to say, oh, quit contemplating your belly button. Right. Your head is down and my life is so hard. And and then you get attention. But it's really it's a negative attention. It's robbing you of your joy. And life can be hard, you need to rise above it, and you need to be positive and look for the good things in life. And when you're faced with obstacles, you need to figure out a way it may take you down to your knees, but you got to figure out a way and to get back up again and move forward. And um, I, I'm just wondering, though, I just I'm feeling I'm hopeful that there is going to be a way where they see how, how disadvantaged they are. And I think that's what you're, you know, in essence saying as well, is that it's holding them back from moving forward, from having joy, from excelling in life. And I would just get so sick and fed up with that, uh, that I would just want to break free. And, and that's why when they tried to do this, take off the mask and kids walk out of school several months ago, um, there were some schools where kids were marching down the hallway, they were going outside without their masks on in the middle of the winter. And, and again, it was something where I think that it brought us hope and joy to say, okay, if our youth can start to take control of the situation um, in high schools, then we have a hope of maybe other kids saying, you know what, I want to be part of that. That's something that'll be effective. I don't like wearing a mask or breathing like this, but I, I am hoping that something will happen. and It will trigger some success. If you do think of anything, you know, I'm going to count on you. You're part of, I want you to be part of our team in moving forward. You're 20 yeah, years old. You're incredibly mature. And I think that you have a really good handle on what's happening. Thank you for having me on. Like always. Yeah. Do you have anything? We're going to keep you on. Actually, we're going to go to Genevieve in a moment. And then I'd like to bring you both back on and, and have uh, generations that are fairly close together. there, maybe having a conversation. If you have questions for one another, I want you to think about that. Uh, Genevieve is uh, 15. Genevieve, is that correct? Heather, how about you introduce her and bring her back on? Quest will have you back on in a moment. And um, in bringing Genevieve on, you know, she was homeschooled and Quest went to school. And so there's a different dynamic. But what we've got to remember in this is all the kids, no matter what their um, home situation is or education system is, they are all being affected by this. Um, Heather, go ahead. I'll hand it back to you. Thank you. So our next guest, as Tanya mentioned, is Genevieve. And Genevieve is a passionate young freedom fighter who has taken the opportunity to stand up and speak out about our God-given rights and freedoms as Canadians. She's spoken at rallies as well as online platforms. She is homeschooled 
school. And most recently, she and her sisters have been participating in the Youth Leadership and Speaker Program. It has been such a treat to watch Genevieve's confidence and speaking sp skills blossom, and we're so pleased that she's back once again on the Empower Hour. Welcome, Genevieve. Hi. Hi, Genevieve. Hi, sweetheart. How are you? Good. Good. You yeah. are just so amazing. I'm so proud of you. You ended up getting involved. You're up in the Okanagan, and the first time I heard about you is you were out speaking at a rally. And you're 15 years old, is that correct? 14. 14? Woo. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking 15 was a push for your maturity, but you're 14. You're amazing. I know that didn't happen by accident. You have an amazing mom and dad. Uh, your family, uh, you know, has been impacted by this, even though you're homeschooling. I'm getting to know you. I know that it affected your uh, relationships with family members. And I think all of it, from what I see, has just motivated you uh, to, to give you a reason to stand up even more and have a voice and, and uh, give your testimony of what's happening and help encourage others. And you truly have been doing that. But we've also been blessed to have you on the youth leadership program. And so I would just love to hear from you as to what you think about the journey as, as you've joined us in the past seven weeks. Yeah, well, I was actually really excited when I heard about the youth program because I was thrilled to hear that there might be youth that actually thought the same way we did about the situation in the world and that we could just get to know them and create another community. And also because I was feeling we were going to rallies, but I wasn't feeling like I was actually doing something and participating completely and not doing as much as I could. So I was really excited that I could get better at speaking and participate more in actually getting the word out. Right, that's amazing. And um, I, I know that every time we've seen you join the team, you also join us in our chapter teams on Mondays. And so I just want everybody that's here and listening, think about this. Um, Action for Canada, we are committed to giving our youth a voice, but more than that, we want them actively involved in what we're doing whenever possible. And so uh, Genevieve actually joins all of us. Uh, she's the only one, the youngest one. She puts us all to shame with our wrinkles, but that's okay. <laughs> Genevieve comes, she's a bright light on the chapter meetings on, on Mondays as well. And so we want this happening across Canada. You know that we have 159 chapters. I'm also always so excited about seeing the map and now we have them all, all, all pinpointed out. Yeah. And uh, youth, you know, uh, uh, Genevieve, I, as a youth, I want you as well to be able to have the opportunity uh, to be an example to others. And so I know you had texted me the other day and you said, are you still working on your speech now or have you completed it? I actually sent it in to, uh, yesterday, yeah. You did, okay, because everybody, just so you know, when I bring the uh, page up with the graduation speeches, that is not a complete list. We have six videos uploaded, but there are many more that will be coming. Genevieve's will, will be one of those, and we're really excited. I sat down this morning and listened uh, to all of the videos, so my mom had an opportunity, and she was literally blown away. And like I said, it gives me so much hope that if we can create this wave across Canada and get communities of kids getting together in person and having Dr. Greg come on via Zoom 
and they'd be in person at locations, but through Zoom over an eight week, it is really quite a transformation. What, what do you think is, uh, what's a highlight for you that you've experienced in the last seven weeks? Well, it's all so amazing. And I don't, it's all my favorite because it's such a different experience to what you normally do. Right. And not many youth have that experience and that possibility to actually experience that. Right. So it's sort of like Dr. Greg took us through the steps of one, I think it was um, quite a bit of fun to have 80 or so other youth on the line. And, uh, you know, we got to start with jokes. <laughs> Dr. Greg loved to give kids yeah. times and there were some really good jokes, break the ice a little bit. And then he go into, you know, the teaching and how to articulate yourself, how to use your hands, how to use your voice to slow down when you speak or speed up depending. And then it moved into being able to know a little bit about some of the social justice programs that the government has been implementing, challenge your thinking. And then I would say as well, one of my favorites was going through uh, some of our rights under the charter. And I was really pleased when I was listening to the videos, how some of the kids ended up using uh, bits of that information and and put together some some really brilliant speeches. So, yeah. all right. Um, can is there anything else that you wanted to add? Did, did you want to read your speech today? Is there anything that you'd like to do? I want you to really feel free. This well, is I just can use a voice. So <laughs> well, I wanted to remind everyone that um, even if we are having bad times that we just give ourselves a smile and think about the good times that we have been blessed with. Right. Yeah. Okay. I love that because those good times can get us through some hard times. Right. Yeah. And, and then as well, um, being able to handle the hard times gives others strength as well. And, and that's a really important part of leadership. And that's a leadership quality that I see in you. You are a bright light. And Thank you. I'm, I'm excited to see what the future holds for you. And uh, like I says, um, with Action for Canada, you're now involved. You're part of the family. And there's going to be a place for you here uh, in the future. Uh, Terenzio, could you bring Quest on for a moment? And as I was mentioning, you know, you have two incredibly beautiful youth here. Uh, young adults, sorry, Quest, and well, I can call you a young adult as well, Genevieve, uh, you're both so mature, you have a good handle on what's happening in society. And, and so I want, I just want to give you an opportunity. Is there any questions that you have? If you were to ask uh, Genevieve Quest something about going through the process of signing up for university, um, or having gone through public school system. I don't know. I'm just putting something out there. I just want to give you both an opportunity. Chat about whatever you like. <laughs> um, well, something I'm always interested in is uh, I think things are progressively getting worse, especially with the education system. So things are like really bad when I was in school. Well, I guess you, you didn't go to school, but there's always you know propaganda aimed towards young people. And uh, I just wondering, like, what is like the most egregious propaganda that you've experienced in your mm -hmm. age group? Um, because it definitely differs from mine. I have a pretty terrible experience in school, but I'm, I'm sure that you've been experiencing similar to or worse things. Well, actually, we haven't had many like groups when we were homeschooling. We did when we were a bit younger, but we haven't had many friends but 
we haven't been exposed to that much. So I wouldn't really know okay. <laughs> because you know, I didn't experience that much. Of you know, this is an incredible testimony, Genevieve, and what you're saying. And this is why we are asking people to homeschool. This is why we're asking them to get them out of these public cesspools of indoctrination and what they call learning. Um, I, I was reading something today, a school board trustee, uh, several of them have quit and they've started a parent group. It was down in the U.S. And, and they were saying how they would in, actually give kids a higher grade just to make it look like the education system was uh, achieving what they needed to. And so we've got kids graduating um, that probably possibly could have a grade seven level education or a reading level. And it's really quite frightful, right? Because they're so focused on the social justice. And, and so uh, that's why as well, I wanted you on tonight because you are a testimony of what you and your family, the decisions your mom and dad made and the sacrifices they made to have you home and homeschool you. And I know as you get older, I'm sure that you already appreciate the value and value very much what your mom and dad have done. And so this is a huge shout out to people. We need to pull our kids out of the public school system. I'm meeting tomorrow with an individual with, um, as well with Ron, who's head of our pastors and chapters. And it's about an education system that may go, that is already in one of the churches from K to seven. So we're looking at alternatives as an organization. We're absolutely saying home, saying um, homeschool your kids, but even in homeschooling, I know that the government is still trying to um, enforce a certain level of indoctrination on some of these LGBTQ uh, critical race theory topics. And so parents at home have also been struggling and um, your mom and dad may have protected you that from that Genevieve, but it has definitely been part of some of the curriculums. So we got to push hard and we got to push back. And Quest, could you share with maybe one of the experiences that you were saying that were difficult from you? for you in the public school system? Well, what was always difficult is they try really, really hard to make you feel alone, which is why I think groups like this are very important, just so you know that there are other people mm -hmm. that share your opinion. Because uh, as a you know conservative, not the political party, the political orientation, because uh, um, as a conservative kid, like you feel terrible when you're in the class, when everyone's like, yeah, you know, conservatism is just about being mean to people, about being racist and about being uh, xenophobic and just having no supporting discourse about your side or just having the teacher like support all of the left wing kids. Um, it was just really disheartening because every class debate in quotation marks was just was just like the left wing side supported by the teacher. And mm -hmm. I like I directly had a. I think it was a substitute teacher. Like, no, you can't, you're done talking. Um, because I was, I don't, I forget what you were even debating, but I was just offering my opinion and my teacher's like, nope, the other side's right, which is yeah. not much of a debate. And what message does that say to kids if you're actively shutting down one side? Right. And there's no opportunity for the kids that have already, you know, succumbing to whatever the teacher is saying in the view to have an opportunity to see the other side. And you go, you know, have you ever been in one of those conversations? And I've done it this week where I was like, oh, that's a really good idea. I'm all on board with it. And then boom, somebody brought up a point and I went, I had to take a step back. It's like, okay, stop, stop. <laughs> I, I also agree with you. And now I had to think what is going to be the right choice to make. And they're trying to take that opportunity away from kids and then also shame them. 
And we've, we've seen the videos, right, that some parents have um, posted or they've shown me on their phone where the teacher asked who's been vaccinated and who hasn't. And they put, uh, you know, the kids on one side and those on the others or with the mask and totally shaming and embarrassing them. And, you know, the most vital thing for kids going through those formative years is to fit in. And so it's been brilliant, it's been divisive, and it's done exactly what it's needed to do. But we're going to come at this, and I believe that with the love, and we're on the side of right, and with the respect, we're going to raise up incredible youth to uh, help us out in this movement, and we're going to take this country back, and you guys are going to be part of it. And so I thank you both. Thank you. I love that. Thank you, Trendio. <laughs> And so is there anything closing that either of you would like to say before I bring on Dr. Greg? Good. I would just yeah. like to say that I'm very thankful for all of you that are what you're doing for us. Well, thank appreciate you. It. Thank yeah. you so much, Genevieve. We, we appreciate you too. I just think this is a, this is a winning battle. Like I think truth is on our side and it just only over time will, will our message be realized. I agree, Quest. I really agree. And when they push to beyond acceptable and to the absurd, they've just gone way too far. And they've shot themselves in the foot and it's going to be their own demise. They just they've made a noose and they're going to fall. And, and I really believe that more and more Canadians, thank God, are waking up because of it. And we're going to use that to our advantage. We got the right momentum. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, make sure that you stay on with us. We're going to bring Dr. Greg on. Um, Heather, my friend, did you want to bring Dr. Greg on, or shall we just? <laughs> I would be, I would be so, I would be so happy to bring him on, and it All is right. my great pleasure to welcome Dr. Greg Gary to the Empower Hour tonight. Dr. Greg is an author, teacher, public speaker, and pastor. And for the past seven weeks, as you've already heard, he's been leading the Youth Leadership and Speaking Program. Now, I've had the pleasure of attending the workshop sessions, and I have been so impressed with Dr. Greg's joy and passion as he guides and directs the kids and shares his wealth of knowledge with them. I've been super impressed with how the kids have responded to Dr. Greg's leadership, as well as with the compassionate feedback he gives them as he seeks to help them improve their public speaking skills. Dr. Greg, it's been such a pleasure to watch you work with the A4C youth, and I want to extend a warm welcome to you today as you join us on the Empower Hour. Thank you very much, Heather. I'm absolutely excited and delighted to be here. Wow. Super. Well, hello, my friend. Hasn't this just been an absolutely amazing past two months with these kids? Uh, hey, can I make a couple comments about your last two speakers? Absolutely. My, my first two comments are wow and wow. <laughs> uh, Quest, I got to tell you something, right? I took two pages of notes from you, mm -hmm. right? So Heather said, oh, I'm impressed with you, Dr. G. I'll tell you what, we're impressed with all y'all. Mm -hmm. like we're humbled by you. You know, I'm in tears. Jen, the way you, every time I see you speak now, you're like, oh, my goodness, she's gone up a notch. She's clearer. She's more powerful. And, you know, Tanya said, you're, you're a future leader, Quest. And Jen, Tanya, forgive me. I got to disagree. Mm -hmm. You guys are leaders now. Mm -hmm. You are influencing now. You, uh, you know, if you did a survey of people on this call tonight, you, they would tell you that you changed their lives tonight. Mm -hmm. 
So thank you for who you are. Thank you for being involved. Uh, Tanya, when we crank up the uh, 19 to 29-year-old speaker program, I sure hope Quest is going to be involved. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just been such an amazing journey over the last seven weeks. I'm looking forward to Friday. And, you know, just to give everybody an idea how this goes, we've got uh, Heather and Sheila and Ray and myself. And, you know, we got this whole team that show up to this meeting. And we have a prayer, actually, before we open the doors. I always go, release the hounds. You youth don't know that, but it's always fun. And then we bring all the kids into the room. And and then, you know, we have a few words and the jokes. And then Greg gets into what he's prepared. And it's a two-hour program. And we're supposed to have a break at an hour. And But we're always on such a momentum and doing so good. We're always reminding Dr. Greg an hour and a half in saying, Dr. Greg, <laughs> we're supposed to have a break. But it's always so fun. And, you know, the um, conversation and the information is so rich. And I think that both you and I and the team have just been blown away by the insight from these kids, even from nine years old, right up to, I believe the oldest is 18. And then the maturity, but already as well, there were some that came in, something that impacted me was one of the gals that had already been indoctrinated into the climate change theory and, uh, you know, was passionate about it. And we weren't going to limit that passion. We wanted to work with it and and make sure that nobody was going to be shamed coming into this room. But that was an opportunity as well to start to commence the um, ability to start thinking critically. And is there another side? So anyways, I'm going to stop talking. You uh, take the floor and then let me know. And uh, we'll play a couple of these videos. Sure. Well, that was a great moment, everybody, when that young lady, you know, she stood up to defend climate change powerfully and resoundingly. And I was, and we, and we said, Hey, we're, we're proud of you. That's amazing. The way you stood up to defend that. And so now let's, 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 let's have you look at something in a different way. Let's have you review these facts in a different way. So yeah, this, this whole thing started actually about 20 years ago. I was a school teacher and I just wasn't, I, I wasn't pleased with what was going on in, in the schools. And so I started my own uh, teen power program just, and, and parents were saying, what did you do to my kids? They're, they're more excited. They're more vivacious. They're more passionate. And, um, and then three years ago, I started kid talks where it, the specific goal was to teach them leadership. Um, and then uh, via the Judeo Christian ethic, by the way, and then how to speak on stage with power and influence. Well, my wife and I started this and we had five-year-old kids up to nine-year-olds in the first class. And after 10 weeks, we were blown away. So what I did was I I became a professional speaker, traveled the world, et cetera. So what I did was I just brought in all that intel, all that information on how to do that. So the leadership side of it and then how to speak and and the Kid Talks program flourished. And then COVID came and I, I didn't want to teach people um, to, to, to speak with a mask on because that was a lot of my clientele. And so Tanya, I think from a revelation uh, from above, got together with me and we, we decided to launch this. And I wasn't a fan of doing things online. I like to be with people and touch them and, you know, and, and say, good job. And, but you know what? We had a great time. So I brought the curriculum. You know, we have fun. It's a little bit crazy. And I bring controversial subjects to the fray 
and this group uh, listened and embraced it. And man, seven weeks went by. And so I said, hey, you guys, um, let's, let's get those speeches in, right? And normally I work very closely with people. You know, we, we, uh, they write their speech and then we spend time in class editing and editing and editing and speaking it out and editing, speaking it out until it becomes an amazing thing. Well, we couldn't do that on this program. And so independently, these young people created these speeches and were in the process of edits with some of them. Some of them resubmitted, but others, others did not. And so the speeches are very good. And more importantly, they are effective because the whole goal here is to influence. It's not when I teach speaking on stage, I always teach right heart first. When my gold winning daughter, both in Chinese and in English, uh, was in China, she was in a competition there speaking and she won the gold medal. And the judge came up to her and said, you were the only child who um, whom I could tell really cared about the audience because I taught her. It's not about you. It's about your capability to influence other people with the topic that's on your heart. Well, these 12 young people came forth with speeches and you could tell it came out of their out of their heart. Like Genevieve submitted yesterday. I reviewed her speech. It's on homeschooling. Hey, you don't think parents out there are looking? I'm looking as a parent. Should I put my child in homeschooling? So Jen created a speech on homeschooling that will help me and other kids gain a perspective on what it's like. It was brilliant. So, wow. And uh, I want to reemphasize, too, that, you know, I'm so jazzed and learning from all these young people. I was... uh, Tanya, I was in Maple Ridge on Monday night in person with the, the, the chapter out there. And we played four of the speeches. And I watched, I'm, so, so when I watch speakers, whether it's pastors or other, I, I'm, a, I'm an audience watcher. I'm saying, how are they responding? And they were all like this. Seriously, they were staring at the video screen and their mouths were dropped open. They couldn't believe it. They were amazed. And as I was listening to, I was re-inspired to do more, to go deeper with these kids. So it's been an incredible experience. Mm, I love it. All yeah. right. Yeah. So yeah. Can, can I ask you, Dr. Greg, I know you and I, I mean, there's really not enough time in the day. And uh, you got a, you're, you're a working man, as are most of the people that have teamed up with Action for Canada, but we're making this time available because we know it's a priority. Uh, we know that parents have reached out to us and said, could you help us to navigate, you know, through this? And um, then we've, as you've mentioned, the 19 to 29-year-old uh, young adults are looking for some support and direction. And I think once we begin, you know, to uh, develop these communities, because kids are even, you know, when they come on Friday night, they have stated where they live. We don't, we wouldn't make that public, but it gives them an opportunity that if, if somebody is close to them, they, they've now got a new friend and a new ally. Yes. And, and that's part of this journey. 
And, and so I think moving forward, we haven't set another date because I know some people had asked, when is the next course going to take place? So Dr. Greg and I will be in conversation about that. But for the parents, I want you to know that on Tuesdays, I do a show at 4.30 and I'm always addressing issues that, uh, you know, that actually are a lot about our kids, uh, sometimes about business, sometimes about employees and giving them support, sometimes about travel and how do I get back into Canada. But we've done quite a number of shows recently about what's going on in the schools and what we should be doing. And we're also, as I mentioned earlier, looking for alternative um, options for learning. And we're very, very serious about this, but we're not going to promote anybody unless we first looked into it. So right now, the greatest thing you could do is pull your kids out of school and find a way to homeschool them along with other parents. But do be careful. Look at the curriculum and, um, you know, go from the top down. Take a good look at the curriculum before you get your kids even involved with that. So anyways, back to you, Greg. Yes, Tanya, uh, busy, yes, but I, I'll tell you what happened today. I meet every Wednesday with an intercessory prayer team, very powerful group of uh, individuals, and I shared with them what's going on here, and they, they, uh, they didn't get angry at me. They were entreating me to just go, go do this full-time, mm-hmm. back to doing it. There is such a need. And so uh, I was positively moved by their, you know, uh, iron sharpens iron. So I will be devoting much more time to this and we'll be cranking up more programs. So everyone stay tuned. We, we will be bringing you uh, the information about what's coming and who it's for. I've even had grandmothers say to me, please, can you put one, a program on for us? I want, you know, I run one for council. I want to know how to speak. Mm-hmm. Right. So let's see where, where God takes this, but I'm excited. Well, I'm super happy to hear that as well, because I know you and I have been having ongoing conversations about this. And I have really, really been praying for this parent team, um, you know, because I have I have d- so many people that are writing into Action for Canada saying, I'd like to help and I'd like to do this and that. And so the greatest thing that we've done in order, I think we had over 30,000 people volunteer with Action for Canada. It's just such a a blessing. But at the same time, how does a core team reach out to all of those people? And so it's incremental, right? The steps have been incremental. The first was we got all kinds of resources to help protect Canadians, to protect their kids, get masks off, the notices of liability, et cetera. And then we've opened the chapters and we're growing up our chapters and we were growing so fast that we've actually had to put a bit of pause on it for the last two months in order to get the administrative side of it. And, you know, we want quality, not quantity. Uh, We know that some chapters, you may say, oh, I've reached out to them and they haven't replied. Remember, they're people just like you and me who have stood up to do, uh, you know, an exceptional thing and try to lead in their community, but they need others helping them lead. So bring your gifts and talents there. If you've got administrative talents, bookkeeping talents, whatever it is, get involved. And as Greg said, we're talking to uh, as far as giving parent support is we need the parent teams in all of our chapters to grow. Because when I do a show like I did yesterday, I need 
thousands of parents on that show so that they understand what we're facing. And then they have direction, uh, their marching orders, so to speak, as to what they need to do. On the side of it, we need to get those buildings where we can bring our kids in to these communities. Like I said, they make friendships, they make allies, they go maybe still to public school. And now there's a multitude of them in the same school where they can recruit others. This is what it's been about for the left is recruitment through manipulation. We want to recruit them with the truth. And uh, so we want to do this program again, and this time have locations where the kids are meeting in in person. And at some point, possibly um, going across Canada in some sort of format, going, having chapters set up in advance and, and maybe going and meeting some people. That's, that's my dream. Um, I'm just going to finish too with that in mind. Uh, what we do need is we do need people donating to Action for Canada because if uh, I'm starting to bring people on full-time here and it takes money to do that. We're all stretched very thin um, and we'll do it for pennies, but at the same time, people need to feed their families as well. And it takes money to keep this organization going and funded in the website, et cetera. Um, Yesterday in the show, I had mentioned that after Trudeau went into some bank accounts, crazy, ridiculous, the whole world is looking at him and condemning him for it. But I think that affected some people um, in in their willingness uh, out of fear to uh, donate. And so I just want to say we are fearlessly working for you and Canadians. And so we're going to ask you to fearlessly and confidently donate and continue to support Action for Canada so that we can achieve the goals and the strategy that we have initiated and put in place. I want to share an idea that someone brought up last night and then uh, I think a vision that the Lord gave me. This gentleman said, imagine if every church across Canada mm-hmm. sponsored two, three, four young people mm-hmm. to come onto this program. How many would that be? Yeah. That'd be incredible. And the other thing that I got was, you know, um, I've had some parents, like one parent said to me, I had trouble getting my kids in and uh, there's uh, another one of these programs and, you know, it's going to, it's going to be boring. Anyways, the kids, the kids, the young people were so glad they came in, in the end, they had a great time and did a great thing. Mm-hmm. So, the, so the dad was pretty, pretty juiced. Right. But imagine that it's youth that are convincing others to come into the program and youth that are being the carriers of powerful words to help change the the wrong thinking in the minds of youth. Because, you know, there's this gap between the, the older and the younger, right? So if the younger can be speaking it, I mean, we, we get the quests of the world and the Genevieves of the world out there speaking back into the younger people. My goodness, that's yeah. going to be massively successful. Yeah. And, and when you see the example of them speaking at rallies and having, you know, a public presence, uh, you know, kids think, oh, man, I wish I could do that as well. And we give them the opportunity to learn how to do that and to do it with confidence. And on that note, um, Greg, can I I'm going to bring up the videos. Uh, Terenzio, are you ready for me? All right. Let's, let's do this. OK, let's see how many we can get through. 
All right, I'm going to just share my screen. And I just want to show you as well down at the bottom, I, I only had one that I put up right away, but we're going to have uh, more testimonies from parents, but I'll just read the first paragraph. It's from uh, Jamie and Adam, who were parents of Jack, Will, and Matthew. These three young men, <laughs> it was funny because they'd be sitting at this big table with their camera kind of far away, and Greg and the three CEOs, and they're just brilliant. They've been a pleasure to have on. So the parents came, wow, as parents, we are so thankful that our boys have had the opportunity to participate in this life-changing course. It has been a beautiful thing to watch our eldest son transform from an attitude of, why are you making me do this, to thanks for making me do this. We have seen each one of them grow in a healthy confidence because of this experience. If that just isn't a beautiful testimony, I don't know what is. So bring on Genevieve and Quest. Super, I was gonna do that this at the end, but here you all are. So Greg, I'll give it back to you. What would you like to say to these beautiful people? <laughs> yeah, so uh, Genevieve, what, what would you say to either young people or parents that are considering doing this program? Um, I would say go for it. <laughs> it's amazing. It is. Yeah. I love how you bring humor as well as um, like strictness, but you're not, you have a set goal. Right. Okay. Yeah. So there's an intentionality to get the job done, but we're having fun in the midst of it. Right. Exactly. Uh, absolutely. Very good. Um, quest. What topics do you think uh, we should be bringing into the fray for the age group of 12 to 18? What, what should be taught to them? That's a really interesting question. Um, yeah. Well, a lot of, I just think being taught how to think critically and how to, understand people's different perspectives i think is the most important thing because in canada we're supposed to have the message of uh uh unity and diversity but we only want diversity of skin tone and we don't want diversity of opinion or thought and we are and this is going to sound like a cliche right-wing talking point but we need to teach kids to be less a bended at things because so much of what we spend in our youth is like sheltering kids from opposing opinions so that when they do get to, you know, high school or junior high or wherever, and then they have someone disagree with them, like they freak out because they, you know, a lot of them are just used to being told yes to everything and just being, um, just having their parents say yes and them being coddled by elementary teachers and then when they get to, uh, like, that's why I think I was so yelled at as a differing opinion is because these kids have never experienced anyone who thought differently than them. So I, I think having empathy and having and being able to listen to alternative viewpoints is probably the most critical thing to learn. Okay. Based on what you just said, mm -hmm. I am now going to incorporate role plays into the program where we square off with each other with different views. Because, you know, we need, it's like we need to practice 
that, right? So for when we encounter it in the real world, I'm not even good at that. My daughter's always reminding me, dad, you need to think about what they're thinking about so you can speak to them intelligently, says my 13 year old. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I knew that. Thanks. <laughs> right. So that's brilliant. Okay. As Super. All right. So, okay. Thank you, Genevieve and uh, Quest for coming back on. And so what now we're going to do is we actually have Aiden. If Aiden Trento, you could bring him on. We're going to have a little conversation with this young man. He's brilliant. He's sure. done an Aiden, incredible job. Aiden, if you could just turn on your camera, please. On his speech. And then after that, we'll actually show his video. Cool. There he is. He's coming out. I saw him for a moment. <laughs> it's struggling. Let's see if we can bring him on. One second. All right. I hope this works out. I think at the very minimum, he should be able to hear. There he is. He's trying. Yeah. All right. Okay. Aiden, can you, can you speak, Aiden? Can you hear us? Start Irium webcam. Something wrong with your webcam there. Yeah. I'm going to ask him. I'm just going to stop the video. Let's see if we could just get his audio to work in the meantime. Okay. Aiden, are you able to speak? Hello? There oh, you are. There we go. Okay. All right. That'll work. Okay. We're, we're going to see you in the video in a minute, so people will know who you are. Um, Greg, I'm going to hand that back to you to have a conversation with Aiden for a moment. I'm just so proud of him. Hey, listen, uh, tell, us, tell us what you thought of the program. Tell us what, what, was your th- what were your thoughts beforehand and then in the first, first week, and then what happened in the, in the, in the following weeks? To share your- um, well, the, the first week I was, I was pretty like, I didn't know if I really wanted to do this. My mom kind of signed me up for it. But after, right after that meeting, I was so excited for the next week and I wanted to continue this. And I was excited to see what was to come. What, what happened in the first week that got you excited? Just the seeing all the like-minded people and mm. all the people that, were supportive of this and yeah, that was, it was very encouraging. Okay, great. What, uh, tell me one of your, in the realm of leadership, what was one of your takeaways? Remember we'd, we'd, you know, remember the button on the top, right. And we were teaching something on leadership every week. And then we had an action item to go out and do it through the week. What's one thing you remember about that or that you did? Or that you took away? Uh, changing the atmosphere. Ah. The atmosphere changer. What does that mean? That, atmosphere that was changing the environment for the be more encouraging or smile or make someone feel better. Right. So we had a small army out changing environments, whether it was just in their family or where they went to school or out in the neighborhood. Yeah, imagine if we had hundreds and thousands and tens of thousands of young people doing that across Canada, right? What was your speech on, Aiden? It was about the, it was about genocide. About what? About genocide. Right, okay. So you brought some pretty significant data on, on genocide. Uh, why did you choose that topic? Uh, when I first found it was very inspiring to me that there was other people around here that were like that that knew about this kind of thing and i really felt 
that people needed to know about this, that it was very a threat and how it related so much to what was going on today. Fantastic. What was the one speech correction that you were given that turned your speech from very good to great? Uh, I think it was the, I was moving around a lot in when my first speech and I related a lot of topics to what's going on now. There it is. You took uh, planned, you, you, you took a sequence of information that was, that was very good, but then you, you put an application on it. You, <clears throat> you taught people, look, this is really going on in these 10 steps. And that was the difference maker. And your, your second version was way better. People got it, right? People yeah. really good. So awesome. And there we hey, are. Great. Thank you for the contemporaneous right. interview. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much, Aiden. I'm so glad that you showed up here tonight as well. I'm excited for people to see your video, but I really want our viewers to hear, you know, what is going on here is that we weren't just working on the um, ability for youth to be able to get out there and have good leadership qualities and to be able to speak, but to use them tangibly in their everyday lives. We want them to be good people, uh, respectful, of course, to their parents. I think th these parents have done an amazing job anyways, but as well, thinking about when they're either at school um, or at the store of what they could do to um, encourage or bless someone else. And I think that's something that we could all use more of when we are out and about. So I was very encouraged by that part as well, Greg. Okay, Terenzio, do you want to bring Aiden's video on and uh, so that we can view that? If you could just guide me through the website. Yep, just go down a little bit to third one down, I believe. There he is. On the left? Yep, on the left bottom. Genocide, no. Gray, gray uh, shirt on. There yes. it is. Where there's a will, there's always a way. <laughs> Here we go. you ever wondered what was really going on? Because I have. I wondered what the government's goal was with all these tyrannical rules and mandates. Why they'd want to divide us and segregate us into left and right, vaccinated and unvaccinated. Why they would want to change our DNA, make us cover up our faces, put chemicals in the sky, make us take a shot, call us racist, make us feel useless. I think I know why they are doing these things. Let me tell you about the 10 stages of genocide. The 10 stages of genocide is an academic and policy model created by Georgery Stanton in 1987. It originally had eight stages, but in 2012 he added two more. Georgery Stanton is the founding president of Genocide Watch. He created the 10 stages of genocide to explain how genocide develops, the stages are not linear, and several may occur simultaneously. I first came across the 10 stages of genocide on an events board by my mailbox. At first, I wondered why someone would put it there until I read it. Let me tell you about the 10 stages of genocide. The first stage of genocide is classification. Classification is the division of people into categories of us or them, or in our case, left and right, vaccinated and unvaccinated. 
The second stage is symbolization. Symbolization is the stage where people are forced to identify themselves as one of the sides. The third stage is discrimination. Discrimination is the dominant group denying the identified group their human rights and freedoms. Have you ever felt discriminated against? The fourth stage is dehumanization. Dehumanization is those perceived as different are treated with no form of human rights or personal dignity. You have probably felt dehumanized in the last two years. The fifth stage is organization. The government creates specific groups to enforce the policies or mandates, such as the police or military. The sixth stage is polarization. The government begins to spread propaganda through media or news to turn the populace against the group. They turn the media against a peaceful trucker convoy. The seventh stage is preparation. Mass killing is planned. Victims are identified and separated because of their ethnic or religious belief, like that pastor in Edmonton who got thrown in prison for not making his church wear a mask. The eighth stage is persecution. This is the beginning of murders, theft of property, and trial massacres. The ninth stage is extermination. This is, this is the elimination of the group. It is considered extermination and not murder because the people are not considered human. The tenth stage is denial. The government denies they have committed any crime. I know this is scary, but don't be afraid, for we have God and each other on our side. What can we do about this? What can you do about this? We can fight for our freedoms and our human rights. We can tell your neighbors and your friends. You can spread the word. We need you. We will take back our rights as Canadian citizens. We will not let this happen. This is our country, our land, our freedom. Thank you. Come on. Are you kidding? <laughs> All right, so go Here's what we're going to do. You're going to participate in the program right now. We do something called like best next time, but we're not going to do the next time. That is the improvement part. I want to know from you in the audience, what did you like best about that speech? Okay. Wow. Awesome. Be specific. What did you like about it? You know, we just don't want you to be entertained. You know, Mm -hmm. we always want you to be motivated to do something, right? So his passion, you liked his passion. Are you moved to do more in some way? Right? Because you, you study that speech. That's what's going on, right? Don't get me started. He understood what he was talking about. Okay, fantastic. His research. Mm-hmm. I learned from his speech, said Ken Vandenberg. See, adults are going to learn from young people. That's going to be the MO here. Mm-hmm. Fantastic job, Aid. Okay. So his speech went from very good to, 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 to really good to great. We can, and we can make it even better. We can make that speech, people, I'll tell you, people will be moved to go to war for Canada based on just what he said in, the, in that short amount of time. Someone says, Rochelle, this is contagious. Mm-hmm. You bet it is. Okay, can, can we bring up the next speech? Let's take a look here, Trenzio. Okay, so next, um, okay, let's note back up again. By the way, so many of them are good, right? Now, 
we're all we also talked about humor okay and uh humor can be a powerful way to deliver a message and there's a very famous humorist out there freedom fighter named jp sears you might have seen him the long blonde reddish hair right he shows up and he's incredibly funny but very very smart well here's austin who did a speech that we titled redneck revival now he speaks a little fast but Listen carefully, and inside of this is a message in in the midst of it being entertained. Hi, my name is Ivan Kostus. I'm country boy. Sun's up, and I'm working. I'll put my boots on. I'll strap on them off and put and get a good dip in. And I'm here to talk to you about rednecks. I'm one myself, and I can tell you it's pretty fun. You can get to do all kinds of stuff. I talk like this, walk like this, most importantly, it grass like this. So maybe you never heard of a redneck before, or you did, and you thought they were crazy. Man, if you thought they were crazy, I'm going to tell you the truth. We are crazy. Man, you got to try some of the stuff we do. Like strike guns, go hunting, fishing, and trapping. And I can tell you it's loads of fun. We also do loads of farm work too. But here's the sad part. I went to town and I was going to the store. Then I read the sign on the door and it said, Mask acquired. I was like, What in tarnation is a mask? So I looked around and saw those people wearing something on their mouths and nose. I was like, What is going on here? So I found out. People are scared of the so-called COVID-19. I think it's a hoax. What do you think? People are so scared of this COVID-19. And I know country folk that don't even know about this COVID thing either. It's really weird. So I think that we need to stand up and fight against our government. For freedom for us, for all children, and their children. It's up to us to stop this. A wise person once said, one person did along the number. Well, I think we got more than one person. We got God on our side. So I'm ready to fight for freedom. Are you? And the whole Vax thing? I think it's something to do snake venom. What's well, got a King Cobra bite? I almost died. And the same thing as the Vax does to your body. Think of that for a while. Thank you, and remember to always, always believe in yourself. Freedom! <laughs> right right like yeah i just get such a kick out of that because you know if anybody thought these kids were coached or somebody wrote their speech for them you're absolutely wrong the kids within their own uniqueness created their speeches had their own ideas and presented them and you know austin uh just used his own character and his strengths and he put it to video, and I'm just, again, so proud of him. He was himself. So when I was learning how to speak on stage, you'd see other speakers trying to copy other speakers, and you could always tell. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, every speech that's being generated here comes from their hearts. It's individual. It's their own passion. Now, we'll take that speech, and we'll amp it up. We'll slow them down a bit. And we'll make sure that the core message gets out a little better. But, you know, that 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 speech just 
in and of itself gets eight stars already, right? Mm -hmm. You're entertained, but there was a message. There was a personal message and there was a corporate message. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's watch another one. Who do you want to see next? We're going to go down to Jack. He's right there at top left. And we encourage you. It's hard to pick. I said that to my mom this morning. Oh, yeah. Every single, we're just trying to give you a little bit of variety, but they are all so good. And I can't wait to get the others' uh, speeches up there. I love my country, Canada. Growing up in this fair nation of ours, I have learned to love and to cherish the freedoms that we are born with here as Canadians. These freedoms are something we should really not take for granted. They are God-given gifts and should be protected with our lives. These freedoms, however, have been threatened recently. <clears throat> Let me ask you a question that seems to have nothing to do with Canada at all right now. What is communism? Communism is the ideology that the government should run the country and the economy by instilling fear through military and police force in the best interest of those who are leading the country. What does this have to do with Canada? Let me ask you another question. Is Canada in the early stages of a communism? Many would say no, and that these extra powers the government has granted themselves they've granted themselves this power, are to protect us from a COVID-19 pandemic. Is this the case, though? Let's look back to Germany. It's the early 1930s. A new leader has risen and promised to fix everyone's problems through his election. He's poured mental vinegar on each and everyone's emotional wounds and then promised that those wounds will heal with him in power. Who was this leader? His name was Adolf Hitler. Hitler didn't start off as a totalitarian dictator, obviously. He started off as a very normal politician. In fact, he was very similar to some of the politicians we have in our government today. He knew that Germany would not flip from a democratic to communistic society overnight. He needed time to brainwash the citizens of Germany. He started by speaking on the streets to the working class people. He spoke of anti-communistic, anti-Jewish, and nationalist ideologies. Eventually, Hitler had instilled his ideologies enough that people began to agree with them. Soon, he had rose to position of chancellor and then president, resulting in him having unlimited power. Hitler had managed to change Germany from a democratic to communistic society over years. It took him years, but he managed to do it. Is Canada at the early stages of a communism? History is our best example. Is our country still a free and democratic society? Yes, our country is still somewhat free and somewhat democratic. But can we leave the country? Are we legally allowed to protest? Is it considered a crime to speak our minds against the government right now? 
Look at what happened to the citizens who began protesting in Ottawa. The EU police came in and shut the protest down, beating up anyone in their path. These were foreign police that came in and began beating up Canadian citizens. Let me ask this question again. Is our beloved Canada still a free and democratic society? No. Our freedoms are being violated. Freedom of the press is fading quickly. Another strategy that Hitler had used. Hitler shut down churches. Does this sound familiar? Our government is doing the exact same thing. Have you heard of Hitler Youth? The WEF, or the World Economic Forum, is doing the exact same thing through wokeism, LGBTQ, climate change, and pandemic strategies. We are being programmed through TV, movies, and video games. Disney, for example. This well-known movie producer has been trying to pit families against each other using this well-known, harmless family entertainment. Though Hitler did not have a pandemic, he did use the Great Depression as a leverage point. That is exactly what our government is trying to do with COVID-19. And now that COVID-19 seems to be less of a solid option to take away our freedoms, they are choosing to cause inflation and debt. Hitler did not cause the Great Depression, but he did use low wages, debt, and hunger to his political advantage. Do you see the similarities? There are a lot of similarities between early communistic Germany and Canada today. We need to inform our family and inform our friends about this. Inform anyone you can get to listen to you about this. And lastly, you need to stay informed yourself. You can't just, you can't, you can't fight this and not be informed. Also, we need to fight back. We can't just let people fight our battles for us. Sure, it was great to see people, to watch people from our couches at the Freedom Convoy. But if you weren't there, you should have been there. We should all fight for our own freedoms. This is our freedoms, our kids' freedom, our future, our children's future, their children's future. This is our moment, our time to shine. Take it and fight back. Fight this tyranny that is rising up in our midst and in our blindness. Thank you. See what I mean, right? This is just absolutely amazing, the message. Um, it is uh, incredible. Uh, I want to just bring to people's attention, you know, often we would say, you know, kids are too young, they shouldn't be dealing with these issues. But if the government in the public school system is using it to uh, advance their social agendas, then nothing is too young for these kids. If, if they're only going to hear one side of this, we're in big trouble. We've got to be the counter message and, and we've got to be able to communicate with them. And as I've been saying all along in the mission, I've had this mission for oh, two years now was to give our kids a voice and we're doing that and look what's coming from them and in their hearts. That's the sixth or seventh time I've watched that speech. And each time I'm like, wow, mm -hmm. I got to do more. <laughs> like, yeah. 
He's speaking it out, right? I have to do more. We have to do more. Yeah. So imagine hundreds of those, thousands of those across Canada. That will happen, folks. There will be many jacks released. Now, uh, Terenzio, I'm going to give you another technical challenge here. Uh, I just got another speech in that was um, fresh off the press. She changed it, but it was so impressive that I thought um, I'll just bring in the link and I'll see if you can, we can just press on the link or I can just press on the link. Um, yeah. Can I do it from here or can I send you the, can I give you a fresh link? Yeah. If you can put the, the actual link in the chat, I could just bring it up for everybody to look at. So this, this young lady uh, did a great job and, you know, I, I called forth for, uh, made some tips and comments and I didn't ask for what she came back with. She just did it. You'll understand what I mean when you see it. Tanya hasn't seen it either. She's yep. going to, wow. Okay. Let's see. Can you see that Terenzio? Yeah. Give me 30 seconds. Yeah. Good. I have it ready to go. There we go. ever looked into the sky and noticed a checkerboard above you? We are all so busy looking down that we've been missing what is going on above our head. Hi, my name is Eva LaFleur and I'm going to talk about one of the most important issues of our time. Geoengineering, also known as chemtrails, means climate engineering and climate mitigation which is basically playing God with the weather. Chemtrails are composed of light scattering particulate, mostly dangerous heavy metals, which are sprayed from the back of jet aircraft. This pollution is creating global dimming, which decreases 25 to 30% of the sun's direct rays, reaching the planet, causing terrible effects in oceans, on farms, and in our bodies, to name a few. No one knows the exact reason for the chemtrails, but according to geoengineering expert Dane Wigington, there is no benevolence in these programs. An environmental consequence of geoengineering is a disruption of the hydrological cycle. Because there is less sunlight reaching the earth, there was less water evaporation. There are significant consequences to the human health, such as ALS, autism, dementia, diabetes, obesity, liver failure, digestive failure, immune system disorders, and most unfortunate, death. This is because when these toxins go into our immune system, they don't come out. These toxins that are in the air are a likely major factor in the increase of autism over the years. 
Autism in children is increasing, and if these toxins aren't reduced, half of all children will be autistic by 2025. We need to raise a massive awareness towards chemtrails because of what it is doing to our health and environment. Only when people are aware of this travesty affecting our globe can action be taken to stop the detrimental human health and environmental consequences of geoengineering. Thank you. Powerful. I mean, I never said, hey, Eva, could you put in a whole bunch of graphics and, and real life proof that merged in with your speech? I never said to do that. She just did it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and spoke, spoke beautifully. Yeah. I'll be replacing the one that I put online <laughs> and uploading this as soon as we get off the show. Uh, Dr. Greg, like I say, there's so many good ones there. Um, I, I would love to see every single one. Uh, Luba also had a speech. And I'm thinking, you know what, Terenzio, can we bring up Luba? She's right there, second one down. And this is an 11-year-old girl. And she was the first one to have her speech prepared. But it's, I think, just over uh, about five and a half minutes long. But I want you to hear from an 11-year-old. And especially when she talks about how personally this has affected her as a kid when it comes to her grandparents. All right, let's go with it. Before we start, make sure you have your own opinion, not mine nor the government's. If you listen to this whole speech and still believe the restrictions are helping, that is your choice. This is only my opinion and the facts. It makes me sick how many people support these lies. Nothing is what they tell you it is. Think for yourself before they do it for you. If you have worn a mask, there's plastic sitting in the bottom of your box. There are nine full pages of side effects that go along with the vaccine. And when my family got COVID, the only person who tested positive has the vaccine. CDC is taking away your freedoms, my freedoms, every single person who has put on a mask or sanitizer or got the vaccine. The Charter of Rights is being broken every day. Fundamental freedoms too. Everyone has the following fundamental freedoms. A. Freedom of conscience and religion. B. Freedom of thought, belief, opinion, and expression, including freedoms of press and other media of communication. C. Freedom of peaceful assembly. And D. Freedom of association. This is a direct quote from the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. And if you had four degrees in anything, they would not teach you the Charter because they're breaking it. Facial coverings, if you have a worn one, you have plastic in the bottom of your lungs. The government's defense to this, the fibers could cause some health problems, but this possibility was dwarfed by their benefits during the pandemic and should not prompt people to stop wearing them, according to researchers. Another piece of information, this plastic when left in the lungs over extended periods of time can help cause cancer. I personally believe that this plastic is a good reason to stop wearing masks, especially if you consider the fact that they don't actually do anything. You heard me. They're lying to you again. If you put on three five-ply masks, three of them, you can still fog up your glasses. Really, they don't stop anything, and we believe this. The whole ordeal makes me want to swear, I'm not even 12. 
they're all just liars. They've hurt so many people. They've hurt me. They've hurt us all, even if we don't realize it. And another thing, breathing into a facial covering, breathing your own breath, or CO2, is unhealthy. I get lightheaded wearing a mask. It really adds up. Hand sanitization. Unbelievably, they're full of chemical ingredients. 77 assorted brands of sanitizers reviewed by the Food and Drug Administration contain harmful levels of the ingredient menthol that can cause nausea, nerve damage, and blindness if absorbed to the skin, and death if too much is ingested. Think about that. They can cause death. This can pose a risk to small children who may accidentally ingest it. These chemical ingredients should only be used in professional labs, not for home and personal use. And they kill everything except COVID-19. If you've ever read the labels, they kill virus. They kill vi They don't kill viruses. So this poison we put on every time we enter a room, new room doesn't do anything. So-called vaccine passports. They admit to the vaccine not stopping transmission, but somehow it's mandatory to travel. Common sense tells me that makes no sense. I mean, when does that work? On top of that, they don't do anything. Apart from nine full pages of harmful side effects. Harmful ones. Just doesn't make sense. I mean, if you think for yourself, you'll soon figure out that someone is lying to you. The whole vaccine in general is illegal. The government changed the laws with millions of dollars to sell you an illegal drug. They're that rich. They can do that. No one realizes how hard this is on kids. I'm only 11, and it hurts me. My Nana and Papa were leaving for their annual fishing trip, but they had already started quarantine. So I was told to stand back and not give her a hug. To not give her a hug. They fully support CBC, so I don't want to disrespect them. This is so messed up. I mean, I wasn't going to see them for another month, and I was expected to not say goodbye. When is this acceptable? Think about that. When you put on a mask, your brain defaults to, they can't see my face, why so smile? And as you should know, smiling makes you happier. So masks make you sadder. I'm only 11 years old, and fully grown adults are ignorant of the truth. I'm asking you, do something. Spread the truth. Stand up for the right cause. Stand up for your truth. Your cause. Spread what is right to you. Show the world what is right to you. Spread your truth. Thank you for your time. <laughs> you know, as you, uh, as, you, as you listen to that speech, you quickly forget that this young lady is a... Right? Before we start, make sure you have your oh. own opinion. Not mine, nor the government's. So good, we get to hear it. Yeah. Technical difficulty. All right. <laughs> um, wow. What, what talent, right? What heart. She, and you, you look at her, you can tell she, she went through it. She means mm -hmm. she's entreating us to do something. Yeah. Again, we're going to have thousands of these young people speaking across the nation. Yeah, you know, I look at it that, uh, you know, they've taken a young girl by the name of Greta and they've used her in the most vile kinds of way to spread a false message, to deceive the masses and to deceive our kids. And I know that 
every single one of these videos should go viral. And that we have uh, something with Action for Canada called uh, the social media super spreaders. And if you'd like to be a super spreader, please email call to at actionforcanada.com and put super spreader in the subject line. Uh, because you think about it, if we take a video like this and everybody takes it to their social media platforms and shares it, it's not going to be taken down but it's, it could go viral. One of these videos could go viral and the message could get out. And, and we wanna give an opportunity uh, for all of these kids to be heard as far as possible. All right, uh, Greg, I know that, I think Matthew was the last one on there. And just to be honest with you, I, I would like to finish up. We're gonna bring Matt on. And I think that was all of the videos that we've then viewed on the website at this point, right? Yeah, those are the ones we agreed to view. Yeah. Do you want to do you want to bring him on? I just it's up to you. I just feel like uh, well, sure. if we've got the time. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to make the time because I, I just want to um, honor all of the kids who were courageous enough to put something together and bring it on. All right. OK, so Trenzio, is, is that a problem or are you out of there already? You would like to go back to the videos? Yeah, okay. I'd like to bring to bring Matthews up. I think he was the last one of the six that got theirs in right away. Just up to the up a little bit. Back up. Uh, there, yeah. there we go. Yeah. And like I say, my friends, please keep an eye on this page because we're going to have Genevieve's up there soon. I'm going to be highlighting these videos again next week in a call to action to make sure that everybody has an opportunity to see them. Have you heard of the COVID-19 vaccine? It's the experimental vaccination that is going around today. So if it's experimental, do you think it should be forced upon us as it is? The government should not be injecting anything into our bodies that we do not want. The rule of vaccinations is that if a vaccine causes over 50 deaths, it should be pulled from the market. The only reason this vaccine has not been pulled is because health officials claim to state that there is no evidence that these deaths have been caused by the COVID-19 vaccine. So, if that's true, then answer me this. Why has there been a spike in the vaccine deaths by 20-fold? I bet Canada Disease Control could answer my question. There has been many deaths due to the COVID-19 shot although none of the major health officials want to admit it because they know what they are doing is wrong and they don't want to be caught in the process. So, are you standing with the production of the vaccination or are you going to try and stop it? Thomas Jefferson once said, if people let the government decide what foods they eat and what medicines they take, their bodies will soon be in as sorry a state as the souls who live under tyranny. It's so true, and that's what's happening to our country. So tell your friends and your neighbors so that they may fight too, because that is the only way we will win. Thank you. Super precious and powerful. By the way, I oversaw a funeral yesterday as a pastor and um, 
the gentleman had been strong man, perfect health, mm-hmm. took the vax, gone. Yeah. I heard yeah. today half a million Americans have died from the vax. Yeah. So. And those are only those that were reported, right? But, you know, when we take a look at these young people, we've got to be having these conversations with them because uh, there's more of them that are aware and on the right side of this than we know. And uh, we want them to know that they have friends and allies out there to help empower them, to give them courage and strength to continue on. And uh, Dr. Greg, this has been, I think, I was so looking forward to tonight uh, because, and the next Empower Hour, understand we're going to uh, be ensuring that our kids are going to be able to have a platform to have a voice. Uh, this is going to be a, a regular part of Action for Canada. And um, anybody that can contribute within your communities, again, we ask you to do that. But Dr. Greg, Greg it's been a treat having you on again tonight. Here we go. My pleasure. So what would you, in closing, um, is there anything further that you want to share or have to say? Yeah, there's a very famous movie uh, called The Patriot. Mel Gibson was in it. And uh, he, the opening of the movie is they were entreating him to, to join in the war. He said, no, I don't want to join in the war anymore. I've got a family to raise. And then the war came to his door and he was forced to fight. He was literally forced to fight. And so the war is at our door, you guys. Uh, this tyranny is affecting every area of our life. We're even trapped in our own country. We're the only country in the nation, in the world like this now. Did you know that? It's insane. So it's, uh, we all need to be in the fight in one way or another. I've got my nose to the grindstone and my eyes on a lot of different platforms and Action for Canada is, could be one of the strongest movements in the world, Tanya. It is incredible. So many aspects of where we need to be in the fight. And now you've partnered up with me for the youth of this nation. And I am honored, delighted, pleased, excited about this journey. And, you know, I was thinking, uh, Genevieve, that, all, you, know, you know how I show those other videos of other kids speaking? As an example, right? Well, guess what I'm guess what I get to show for the next course? As an example, you guys. And we're just gonna keep amping this up. This is this is gonna be amazing. This is a move of God. Yeah, I agree. Those are my final words. Thank you, Lord, for bringing revelation to, to bring this ideas, to bring Tanya and I together. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna be an amazing journey. And uh, Quest, looking forward to your participation in the uh, in the older group if that's if that's on your heart okay absolutely so. we've just kind of popped you guys in there unexpectedly i bet <laughs> because you've been uh, uh, just a blessing on the show tonight and again we just want to thank you i want to thank everyone for attending and i hope you'll all be a part of the next empower hour for the youth freedom movement and uh, so we're going to just have you maybe say your final words and even just a wave goodbye, and then I'll get on to wrapping up. Thank you for having us on. All right. Thank I appreciate you. It's always a pleasure. Thank you, Quest. All right. Super. And Dr. Greg, you and I will be talking and uh, coordinating for the next big event. 
and uh, we will make sure that uh, pay attention it, to the weekly emails that go out because that's where you're going to see the next invitation and registration. Please make sure that you go to our join. I should have opened that page for the youth program. We're going to make sure in advance, this was new to us, we're going to make sure that parents can properly register their children. Then we need a parental approval for the videos to be used. I've had an amazing opportunity to work with a gal, Lisa, who had already been done, doing a lot of research on the rapid testings. She had made a call to Artron. Um, oh, I see that my computer's having a little bit of trouble as well. Am I frozen? You're good. Okay, I'm good. All right, I saw it freezing. We've had a storm here all day with the wind, so I was ready to have no power tonight, and so I'm glad that we've made it through the show. All right, just in closing, regarding the rapid test, we're going to have this uh, on as the Empower Power Hour next week. We have a gal that's done a lot of investigating uh, regarding it, um, as well as Lisa, who will be doing a presentation. They've spoken to Artron to a Dr. Uma there. We've got it on recording. The video will be available. Okay, so the problem with the rapid testings, uh, because of the toxic uh, chemicals that are in it, it's all going down our drains and our pets are being exposed to it. It's hazardous materials. Don't believe for a moment that this government cares about our environment. And we're going to talk more about that next week. I'm super excited about this, about getting this exposed. I think it's a really, really important program. Uh, so make sure that you sign up and are available for that. Breaking news. I've just heard about it as well. While I was on another link, it is true. It looks like J Jason Kenney has resigned as the uh, premier of Alberta. Uh, this is, has got to be about the tremendous amount of backlash that we are pressing in on against these leaders. And so don't for a minute think that we're losing this battle. Uh, they're getting a little bit inflated in what they're doing because they also know they're guilty. We're coming for them and uh, we're going to seek justice. There it is. And uh, just again, I'm reminding every week on May 31st, uh, Rocco will be uh, addressing the motion to strike on our case against the BC and federal government, May 31st, downtown Vancouver courts. And so I hope to see some, some of you in person there. Rocco will be attending uh, via Zoom because he's in Ontario and he's not well enough to uh, travel yet at this point. All right. I hope you were all encouraged by tonight, but also moved, moved into action to understand that our, our youth are crying out. Uh, they're in need of assistance. We're the adults. We need to step up with a ferocious voice and bring this nonsense to an end. And, and so I'm going to count on it that you're going to get involved with our chapters. You're going to be reaching out to your public libraries and to your schools, and you're going to get these books removed that we um, had in our weekly email list this week. I'm going to be launching that again next week with some more detail and some more action. All right, we're in this battle. We're in this fight together but an army of us is gonna have a far greater impact. Don't you agree? So God bless you and God bless Canada.